0: Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash badmoney. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash badmoney for 10% off your first purchase. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. You got that you ought to be concerned with. You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's back with money with... Gave S. Done. Hello, and welcome to Bad With Money's mailbag episode. I'm Gabe S. Dunn. I'm your host. If you're watching this on video, that is patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. You can get our episodes ad-free and also video of our mailbag episodes. Hello, it's me coming to you live from the closet. What's up? There's also a lot of other benefits on the Patreon. Access to my Be Real, access to close friends, other writing that I'm doing. So go on, check it out. Let's start off with a five-star Apple review. This is from C-Star 858. It says, can't get enough. I'm not sure why, but I just enjoy Gabe so much. Gabe makes money so much more approachable and engaging. Okay, I could have maybe done without the not sure why, but I do understand that I am an acquired taste and that sometimes people, people don't know why. If you have reasons why you love me, please write them in. I'm just kidding. A lot of people do say very nice things, I promise. It just was, I just thought that was a very funny way to start a review. Not sure why. Can't get enough. You know what? That's the, that's what I'm trying to cultivate here. Anyway, okay. So if you guys remember a little bit, a uh, couple episodes ago, a little while ago, I talked about business cards and how I was seeing a resurgence in business cards and if I should get a business card. Do people have printed out business cards anymore? Would that benefit me as someone who's like going around fundraising for stuff? Like, you know, do, do I need a business card? I got one on my phone. That's a QR code, but I was worried that you know, if you take out your phone, the other person has to type in the code. Like, I don't know, it's a whole thing. So, or, you know, they have to get the code. It has to save it in their contacts. And like, would a business card be better because you can just hand it over? So Amanda wrote, for what it's worth, I work at a print shop and we still print a decent amount of business cards, probably way fewer than in the past. I don't have a lot to compare it to since since I started there just before COVID, but there's still a thing for sure. Okay. And then someone else wrote, In regard to business cards, I work in the audio-video industry and I find them useful because I specify a lot of different products and then get asked questions about them. Most tech support contacts on websites are really sales portals, so it's good to have a contact person to ask. Business cards are also easy to exchange at a convention or trade show without having to take a lot of time to input their information into your phone. Yeah, this is what I'm... It's just like a drive-by handing out cards, you know? Yeah, so this person says... You just trade the cards and update your contacts later, and you can easily write a note on them to jog your memory as to how you met. I hate the QR code only because service is normally terrible in crowds. Oh, that is definitely something to keep in mind. Right, because if you don't have service on your phone. Otherwise, I get information from email signatures and save it as a contact for work. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think maybe I do need a business card, which is kind of interesting. I don't, I have to think about what I would put on it. So I have so many jobs, like would I need different business cards for different, for different jobs? So many business cards. Well, I'll think about it, but probably I'm leaning towards using the one that I have on my phone and then also maybe printing out some, if you know a good place that prints them, let me know. Okay, this is a nice email from Sarah. It says, obsessed with this episode with Mr. Money Jar. Yes, this was our episode that came out a little while ago that was about what the hell is going on in the UK with Timmy Merriman Johnson, aka Mr. Money Jar. And so this person wrote, thank you so much for doing it. I hadn't heard of him before, but as a longtime listener and a fan from the UK, it was super cool to hear you chat with someone from the UK. Hey, thanks. We're gonna be doing more country-specific episodes if you're interested. So you wanna write in with you know ideas for... People from your country who might be good to talk about finances in that country. I would love to do it. We have a Canadian episode coming out. And like, you know, I'm interested in hearing from people in Portugal, actually, because I think there's a a lot of, uh, people moving to Portugal and there's going to be a housing crisis there at some point. So if not already started. So that specifically, I'm also interested in people from Mexico. And so, yeah, we'll have some Canadian episodes. Our UK episode was super fun. I'm down for any country that you think might be a good one to tackle we did australia with queenie tan and that was really fun so if new zealand wants to come through let us know okay this is an email from max hi gabe just started listening to your podcast after starting to read your book last night and saw about it in there oh that's nice frankly i'm hopping around episodes trying to find my groove but what got me here was my money issue surprise surprise I'm still wrestling with the same financial woes right now, making 150K, helping run a small business as when I was making 33K in retail in 2017. The episode about financial trauma helped me understand a lot about my spending and relationship with money. My mom is a two-time bankruptcy champ, and outside of her, money was effectively a forbidden topic. Now I'm almost 29, have a five-year-old son, technically stepson, that my fiance and I are the sole caregivers for, and I'm loving it. My son is on the autism spectrum level three, and as untold as the future is, I'd be remiss to say that I don't panic about will we have the means needed to take care of him long term or will we be able to teach him about money in a healthy fashion? Thankfully, with a lot of therapy, getting sober almost a decade ago and maintaining a strict routine for medicating my bipolar and various health things, I know I've become a damn good parent. Hey, good for you, Max. That's amazing. This is so you've done so much. Okay, the thing that still plagues me is money. I feel good about what I can teach and show my son about elements of the human experience, but money, boy, howdy, do I feel fucked there. All of this street corner rant level of information is leading to my big and possibly difficult to answer question. Of course, autism is a spectrum and not an exact science, but as you reflect on your journey, what may have been the best way to have been taught about money and treating it growing up? I know in some form or fashion, I'm going to totally screw up certain parts of parenting, but the one thing I really don't wanna pass on is how fucked I can be with money. Thank you a ton for input, advice, anything you've got for me, Gabe. Your book has been great and the podcast has been as well. So many young people money books that I've tried to read always start with the author being the one who possesses more discipline, less mental illness, better money ideals, better circumstances. You name it and it never felt relatable. Thank you for your candor. It is so incredibly appreciated and gives me hope. Thank you, Max. Max. Wow, this was a really, really lovely email. My chest, it's a little bit because it's just really nice. You know, I wrote my book a a while ago. It came out in 2019 and you sort of forget that it would impact anyone. And so, I mean, just someone who has clearly done so much work on themselves as you have, Max, that that you take in anything that I have to say is really remarkable to me. So thank you for that. In terms of of my autism, I think something that would have, helped is maybe just coming at things from a very straightforward perspective and one that doesn't judge me or yell at me or ask me why the hell did I do that or kind of just just some I think like coming at it with love and with acknowledgement that a lot of it doesn't make sense. Not all of it is very nice. People are not always going to be kind to you. I kind of had a lot of struggles, I would say, with taking people at their word and i don't i don't want to say i got scammed but i definitely was very open with my money because i felt well if i'm not doing anything bad and i wouldn't you know have these hidden motives then surely other people wouldn't either and i don't want to say that you should make your son scared of the world or dampen his sort of light in any way but i do think that I struggle a lot with not understanding why someone would would do something emotional and and bad to you. And that came through in money a lot of ways where I just assumed that people were telling me the truth. I just assumed that you know everything I was doing was actually helpful and generous and nice and I think that got me taken advantage of a lot it was very easy for someone to say to me especially in dating you don't care about me unless x y and z and it often involved spending money on them and i think that happened in a few relationships and i don't know you know what your son will grow up to to do or what he will be like in friendships and relationships and neither do you but i think they're a healthy dose of saying look this doesn't make sense it's not fair Some people are going to be bad to you. You can keep your ideals and you can keep, you know, you can be a good person, but you don't have to trust everyone or necessarily believe what everyone else is telling you about money. Believe that just because it doesn't feel that just because you are like as someone, how do I explain this? As someone with autism, I felt like, well, if money is how people neurotypical people show love, then that's how I should show love, too. And I think that led me down some some very irresponsible paths. So I think it does tie into the rest of your parenting and being kind and teaching him to take care of himself and to think of himself and to question just because someone neurotypical tells him that he's wrong. Or that he needs to do X, Y, and Z with his money or that he needs to spend or he needs to have a particular life or he needs to buy this or he needs to buy that in order to be quote unquote normal. Anything you can do to disavow him of that notion, which I think will come into play with building his confidence and loving himself. I think that would have been really huge. Managing my finances is incredibly stressful and time-consuming. I'm sure you guys know. You've been with me on this journey. You know how many finance apps I've tried. You know how much they haven't worked for me. And I'm always on the hunt for a finance app that fits my life. And then I tried Monarch. It is so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements, I really value an app that allows me to do all of this without confusion. And especially important to me is intuitive design and the ability to personalize because clearly finance is not one size fits all. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Together, you can see all your finances, collaborate on your budget, and get insights on your cash flow and recurring transactions. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Have you been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, rarely updated? so was monarch they built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful and ad free and constantly improving based on customer feedback experience a personal finance app that prioritizes the user experience above all else monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app it gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts investments transactions and more create custom budgets track progress toward financial goals and collaborate with your partner And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. Plus, there's ad-free privacy you can trust. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/badmoney. That's M O N A R C H M O N E Y.com/badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a new candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. It would be so much easier if I was looking for someone to help me with sweetening audio or let's say someone to run my merch shop or all the little things that go into running a podcast. Usually something like that would be so slow and overwhelming. And honestly, I wish I had used Indeed and I will use Indeed in the future. Indeed.com slash money terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. So do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Everything is more expensive these days when you're running a business, and you would be wise to find proven ways to cut costs and boost performance at the same time. The fact that you are able to reduce your IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud is incredible. And the ability to access your cloud financial system from anywhere saves you so much time and stress. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com badwithmoney netsuite.com slash bad with money netsuite.com slash bad with money this is an email from katu hi gabe i'm not sure if you need any more stories about interview assignments from non-tech people but they are very common in my industry i work as a fashion designer mostly designing women's wear for major retailers It is extremely common for companies to ask candidates for design positions to do a project to prove they can design for that company's target customer. I've never thought of it as weird because I was taught that this was the normal hiring process when I was in design school. It was tough on me when I was looking for work earlier this year because I had to drop out of the race for full-time positions because I didn't have time to do the projects on top of the freelance work that was paying my bills. I did end up going full-time at one of the companies I was doing freelance work for, so it all worked out in the end. There's nothing stopping a company from using the designs you submitted in the hiring process, even if they don't hire you. But intellectual property rights means essentially nothing in the fashion industry. Also, I saw some guy on Hinge who has a Warren Buffett tattoo photo attached. Cheers. And then, oh, wow. They attached the photo. And it's someone who wrote, you should leave a comment if you watch F1 Racing. Okay, so I already would not have commented. And then it says "Me and my best friend," and it's a tattoo of Warren Buffett. How many red flags can one person have to quote Maria Bamford, they're a red flag factory that only makes red flags. Wow, well, I am changed from having seen that, and not in a good way so thanks i guess okay i'll I'll link to it i'll put it i'll I'll put the uh, <laughs> the Warren Buffett tattoo I'll link to it somehow because. It's not even like a detailed tattoo. It's literally an outline. boy. Okay, speaking of scams, you guys asked for me to bring back my news segment. So I'm going to bring back this little bit of a news segment in here. And I was looking at what are the top scams for the summer. And the top scams are fake Taylor Swift tickets, student loan forgiveness companies, and vacation lodging and apartment rentals. So on CNBC, they wrote this article about consumers are consumers are falling prey to a lot of bad actors. And most of these are awful because they they scam people who legitimately like need these things to live and also like are just like lovers of stuff. I hate. okay, I hate concert scammers. I hate them. Maybe in my like top five of people I hate because all these people want is to go see an artist that they like. All they're trying to do is have a lovely experience and see a concert. And maybe they're with friends or with their kids or with family. And how dare you take advantage of people who are just big fans of, of, of artists. Can you imagine like showing up to a concert with your kid and you have a fake ticket? Like how can you sleep at night doing that to someone? I really don't even know. Like, you are a bad person. And so, yeah, there were a lot of fraudsters, particularly with Beyonce and Taylor Swift. Some launched their own ticket sales sites with URLs going live just hours befo- before. Before, And some of them pose as sellers and manage to offer tickets on bona fide ticket platforms. I mean, they, they're they ha- uh. Officials have been issuing warnings to consumers to be vigilant. But let me say this here. If you're listening to this show and you are a scammer that has to do with tickets to concerts or tickets to anything, you are evil. You are evil. And I don't even know if I believe in the afterlife, but you're going to hell. The second one is vacation lodging. So rentals, they create fake listings. They create fake profiles. They really seem credible. And then the travelers get there and it's a fake listing. Also, that is horrible. That is a horrible thing to do because then you're stranded at this place and you don't have the money for a, a hotel or another rental and you're just, what do you do? You can't, you, then you can't go home. Also evil, very evil. You're now, you've r- risen. You're now up to number three on, number one is mommy vloggers. Okay, three, apartment rental scams. These are targeting college students. Again, you're a bad person. How dare you? Hey guys, Gabe Dunn here. I just wanted to let you guys know that I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. And on that Patreon, I'm going to start doing live hangs with everyone who is a patron. So if you want to join the Patreon, you can get all these episodes ad free. Videos of our mailbag episodes, extra writing from me, blogs, fiction, other stuff, things that I'm thinking about with regards to money and personal stories. And also now live hangs with me on Zoom once a month. So join the Patreon. And if you're not a member of the Discord, hop on over to the Discord. That's free. The link will be in the description. It's so fun. So many of you guys talk over there. It's like truly popping off. Um, And if you're on the Discord, I would love to see you in the live hang so I get to put a face to a name. So yeah, please join patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn and come hang out with me. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. You guys know that I have had allergies for forever. I've had seasonal allergies since I was a kid. It causes pressure in my face, under my eyes. They're my ultimate handbrake. When my nose is plugged up, I feel like I can't do anything. I can't enjoy food because I can't taste it. I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. And listen... I am already dealing with vocal strain from testosterone and my voice dropping. I don't need any more problems with allergies. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for allergies like probably for the last 10 years or something. And it's been an absolute life changer. I can go outside without my eyes watering like a fountain. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped in my throat. I get really embarrassed when I'm sneezing all the time. I have like an itchy nose or throat. Like, like just the, the itchiness in the back of your sinuses is like so distracting and so annoying. And I get like pressure in my ears too. It's really painful. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies. It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. I love to track progress. As you guys know from listening to this show, I'm constantly tracking my progress. What have we done so far in 2024? And spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans like for a car or a home. You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. That's right, you can build your credit using your own money. Get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. Fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. Overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualified direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. Access 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. That's more than the top three national banks combined easily find one near you with the chime app send and receive money use chime to pay anyone chime members or not and cash out your money fee free with Chime's secure credit card you can start improving your credit scores right away get started at chime.com bad money that's chime.com bad money chime feels like progress the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Spot Me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Okay. Last week, New York Attorney General Letitia James and the Federal Trade Commission secured $1.6 million from online apartment search platform Roomster and its owners for defrauding millions of U.S. consumers with unverified apartment listings and fake reviews. New York is among six states suing the company alongside the FTC. Wow. I didn't even know about Roomster. If you were scammed by Roomster, write in. Or if you've been scammed for an apartment rental or a vacation rental, please share your story. Maybe it will help you feel better and maybe sharing your story will help other people not uh, fall down the same traps. This is stressing me out. Okay. And then number four is student loan forgiveness scams. With federal student loan repayment set to begin in October, some debtors looking for an easy out may be susceptible to forgiveness scams. They fish for personal details so they can steal your identity. This is also horrible because people are just trying to Oh, my God. People are just trying to, like, get some kind of relief from debt. And that's who you're going to prey on. Listen, if you're this good at scamming, go after rich people. Why are you going after poor people? (sighs) So some tips that CNBC wrote is keep your personal information to yourself. Do not share your Social Security number or your credit cards. Avoid clicking unverified links. Now they're doing stuff with AI and deep fakes. So they're, they're using that to make it seem like reputable public figures are endorsing the product. They're going to have to do something about that soon. They're really going to have to put a lot of restrictions on this kind of using a public figure to do an ad for your company. It's bad enough that they can get you to do it on Cameo and it is the actual person that now doing it with AI is really, really terrifying. So speaking of AI, this is another thing that I wanted to talk about, which is an article from the Wall Street Journal that I don't know who paid for this article. I assume like an AI actually actually asked them to write this. I really don't know. But it's called Dancing Pods, Dodging Forklifts, How Companies Are Using AI to Make Work Safer. Businesses Turn to Artificial Intelligence Powered Tools to Prevent Injuries. Although workers express reservations. Yeah. Okay. So this article is basically just like, this is what drove me a little nuts. Is it like, ooh, companies are using AI to make work safer. Workers express reservations. Yeah. No fucking duh. So Amazon's New Jersey fulfillment center, the shelves come to the workers. So they've created about 45,000 pods and they shuffle the pods around. And so that the workers don't have to like carry the goods really. But I just, I just feel like this is propaganda for AI because I really don't think that this is going to change the terrible conditions at Amazon's factories. I really don't think this is going to make the average worker's life that much better. And it also takes, it takes down like Where? Like all the way down in the article. Okay, so basically like by the like bottom of the article is when it says workers, workers, when asked about AI surveillance in the workplace, broadly, generally indicate they feel wary. Sixty percent of respondents to a recent Pew Research Center survey said they were opposed to having AI watch their movements. Yeah, exactly. But for some reason in this article, it takes all the way down to the bottom to get to what the workers actually think. So. They're using it to say, oh, this is helping with worker safety. Without realizing this is probably gonna replace some workers in the long term. I don't trust any article that's like, oh, this, you know, this thing is is gonna help in work in uh, especially in warehouses and in factories. And then being like, anyway, workers don't know. Okay, but like, meh, but anyway, like that's suspicious. That's suspicious. So if you see articles that are starting to pop up like that, I would really take them with a huge grain of salt. The final article that I want to talk about that is only loosely related to money, but I do think is related to money in the sense that people pay a lot for these things and they're dangerous and a waste of time. And I'm talking about gender reveal parties. There was another there was a huge story because a pilot died after a plane crash during a gender reveal party in Mexico. The pilot was releasing pink smoke over the people in order to indicate that they were having a baby girl. The plane crashed, the guy died. And I just want to say that if a lot of these ones that go south are gender reveal parties where they've spent a lot of money. They, they're they having something explode. They have a plane. They're going to write it in the night sky, whatever it is. And all of those are expensive, one. And two, they just, they just they're getting more and more elaborate and they're going to get more and more dangerous. So you're spending all this money to have these, you know, elaborate, oh, I want to show off, I want to put it on Instagram, I want I want it to, you know, be really impressive to my followers, even if you're not an influencer, impressive to family and friends. Just just stop. Just stop doing them. Stop having these risky and expensive gender reveals. This is on CNN where they literally call them risky and expensive. The, this 2017 reveal was like guests were asked to shoot at a makeshift target and the target was packed with an explosive and it immediately ignited the surrounding bush. The The party ended up costing the patrons more than $8 million in restitution. Pipe bombs go off, killing people like just You don't need if you want to tell people what gender your baby is, just tell them, just tell them if you care that much or cut open a small cake. But don't don't. It's not worth it. So this is not a funny story in any way. Like people make fun of gender reveals. This is this is a not funny because people are dying. People are dying. Woods are burning and families are spending eight million dollars in restitution. Well, I hope that was interesting. I If you have any ideas for stories you want me to talk about, you can email them to GabeIsBadWithMoney at gmail.com. You can also email me any reactions you have to stuff. If you have a gender reveal story that went south, let me know. You can write in. You can also send in a voice memo and not just write in if you'd like. Um, and thank you again to Max for that beautiful email. And if anyone has tips or tricks for Max, write them in. You can also follow me on Patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn and also at BWMPod and Gabe S. Dunn on Instagram. My other show, Just Between Us, is also launching a Patreon. You can go to Patreon.com slash Just Between Us. I would really appreciate that. We might have Bad With Money merch soon, so stay tuned. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bad With Money with Gabe Shane Dunn is a production of Noted Bisexual, produced by Melissa D. Monts and Diamond M. Print Productions edited by Diane King, post-production sound by Coco Lorenz, and music by Mike Kaplan, Zach Sherwin, and Jack Dolgen as sung by Sam Barbera. Thank you, love you, bye!